This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. This is not your century. This is not your century, where we celebrate the news and the newspapers of centuries gone by. I'm King Kaufman. February 26th, 1933. Sometimes the headlines kind of tell the whole story. Let me read you this one. When the professor saw in his law class the murderer he had just convicted, the grim-faced student was one of the many killers released from Oklahoma prisons by Governor Alfalfa Bill Murray, despite the protests of his citizenry. Sometimes the headlines were really long in those days. This is a story about a sharp-minded assistant county prosecutor named Tom Wallace. He was also a teacher at a law school in Tulsa, Oklahoma, and he was shocked to see that familiar face in his class. 35-year-old real estate man B.O. Shepard, who he had just put away on a murder charge. Shepard was convicted of killing the other man in a love triangle, and as the story says, the trial was over, no appeal was pending, the case was closed. So how did it happen? Well, the governor, Alfalfa Bill Murray, the sage of Tishomingo, had paroled him. And he wasn't the only one. Oklahoma's newspapers were up in arms over Murray granting parole, the words in quotes, parole, to criminals in wholesale lots, including several desperate murderers. That wasn't in quotes, but I tried to kind of put it in quotes for you. Alfalfa Bill Murray was an old-fashioned Southern Democrat who ran on fighting the three C's, corporations, carpetbaggers, and the third one is a racial slur. He'd run for the Democratic nomination for president in 1932, but he didn't get too far, and his single term as governor during the Depression and Oklahoma's Dust Bowl, well, it was pretty wild. He used the National Guard freely for ordinary law enforcement, he let a lot of people out of prison, and there were constant calls for his impeachment. Murray didn't run for re-election in 1934. He did run several times for governor and Senate over the next decade as he became a well-known advocate of racism, fascism, conspiracy theories. He was a key supporter of Strom Thurmond's Dixiecrat run for president in 1948. He died in 1956. And I couldn't find out what happened to B.O. Shepard, the convicted murderer who showed up in the law school class of the district attorney who thought he'd put him away. On the front page on February 26, 1933, there were a couple of big stories. President-elect Franklin Roosevelt supported a League of Nations resolution to sanction Japan, which had attacked China a few days before. This was an early battle in what would become the Second Sino-Japanese War in the late 1930s. And closer to home, a groundbreaking ceremony at Chrissy Field with golden shovels, the whole thing. The big building project that was launching? Yeah, a little thing called the Golden Gate Bridge. And one more thing, a notice about a series coming soon in the paper. Roosevelt had run partly on a promise to repeal prohibition. One of his first acts as president in March would be to legalize the sale of 3-2 beer and wine. And by December of 1933, the 21st Amendment would be ratified 
making liquor legal again in the United States. The Chronicle wanted to know about racketeering after repeal. Teasing an upcoming series of articles, the paper asked the following. Will the Capone gang and the Purple gang and other rulers of the underworld peaceably relinquish their grasp on a business that's reputed to total $3 billion a year? Will they scrap their machine guns? These are timely questions just now. The problem involved is set forth in a special series of articles, Racketeering After Repeal, to begin soon in the Chronicle. That's what was going on on February 26, 1933. I can't wait to learn how it all turned out. Not Your Century is part of the San Francisco Chronicle Podcast Network. Audrey Cooper is the editor-in-chief. Please subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. And if you like this show, we'd love it if you'd give it a rating and a review. For great journalism today, consider subscribing to the San Francisco Chronicle, which you can do in both paper and digital form by going to sfchronicle.com slash subscribe. Historical research by Libby Coleman. I'm King Kaufman. Talk to me on Twitter at King underscore Kaufman. We now return you to your century.